The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome in the second hour live that Sunday presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Will Hill alongside as well, tracking everything going on in the world of sports. We've got uh, one college basketball game of note that is currently underway, which we will uh, continue to update as we move along. But we're really getting into the good stuff as uh, the matchups that we can't wait to watch are set to get started here in just a couple of minutes. First off, the score update over in the American at the break. Cincinnati leads UCF 33-30. So a uh, fun affair. Tight one now as the Bearcats are on the road here taking on the Knights, and uh, we have a three-point game. Should also note that we are waiting for the leaders to come out onto the course as uh, the Genesis is underway. A little bit of a laugher so far in that our favorite, John Rahm, is a $3 favorite, minus 300, but we are starting to get some of the guys at the top of the board out on the course for the day. So uh, set to actually hit the course in the next couple of minutes. Keith Mitchell is going to be out there at uh, what six, the six-minute mark of this hour, as is Max Homa and uh, John Rahm as well. They're playing in threesomes, so we'll see those three hit the course in just a few minutes. But again, Rahm, after a big day, 65 yesterday, and 15 under with a three-stroke lead over Homa. Homa with a one-stroke lead over Mitchell. Uh, those two respectively at 12 and 11 under. So it does seem like it's Rom's thing to lose here, Will. We've seen crazier things happen, but the way that John can play golf, that we uh, he's a deserving $3 favor. We'll call it that. Yeah. Do they offer any field bets, Rom versus the field? I mean, probably get $2 on the field if they offered something like that. Uh, that's probably the only thing I'd look at. I don't know if there's anybody worth taking a shot at because, like you said, that, that $3 is justified. Yeah, and even what I like, too, about this is where you get to markets who are updating these uh, tournaments as it goes along. Like, Rom hasn't hit the course yet, and he's already down to minus 275 because of the action that's down around like around him. So yeah. if you buy into some of these other models that are out there, like Data Golf has him uh, in terms of the percentage to win this thing at about like a $2 and like I think like 90 cent favorite or something like that, there's value in laying minus 275 if you buy those projections. So uh, it is interesting to see this adjust as we haven't even seen him uh, swing the golf club yet today, but he is down to minus 275 as we speak. Yeah, nothing for me there. It's uh, That's the rightful favorite. I had... Uh, Burns and, and Adam Scott before the tournament. So I, I'm going home uh, empty handed in this one. So maybe hopefully find a winner here on the uh, the Honda coming up. With, we talked about the first hours, a really weak field coming up. And we're, what, six weeks away from the Masters? We were talking off the break, man. Three weeks from Selection Sunday somehow. The Masters opening day right around the corner. It's uh, that extra week in the NFL just kind of throws you off in terms of the sports calendar. Yep. Uh, speaking of, I mean, because his name is synonymous with the Tiger, he is uh, three under par for the tournament, even so far today. 
just bogeyed five, and he uh, hit a par on a par three at six. So he is at se- he's on seven right now in the fourth round, did make the cut. And to bring that up, of course, because once we approach Augusta, Tiger's name is going to be uh, very hot. And especially, uh, well, after a performance like this, where you said, like, what's so special about it? I mean, if he finishes top 30 in this tournament, people are going to get really excited about what he can actually bring to the table once you get to Augusta. Absolutely. Big day for him yesterday. Look, you know, at, at points on Friday, he wasn't going to make the cut. He, he gets in and he plays well. So, yeah, Tiger's always going to draw the eyeballs. Tiger's always going to be a topic of conversation. It's uh, it's good for the sport if he can give it some juice. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about uh, much more of that with uh, Rex Hoggard who's going to be with us coming up in about 20 minutes from now. With that, the three college basketball games that are set to get started here are about to get underway or just did get started uh, and give you some closing numbers and where we're at. Uh, let's see, UNC and NC State. Let's start there. NC State off to a quick 4 nothing lead over UNC. 18-43 left to go in the first. Uh, this one closes. NC State is a very slight favorite of about 2.5, total 154 and a half as we're talking out. We're going to track this one. I think this is probably the one we'll keep track of the most. One, Will's got some action on this thing. And uh, two, it's kind of like watching a car crash. Like you want to see if North Carolina <laughs> continues to fail and and uh, and stumble. Well, I think you kind of like some of these things from a narrative perspective. They make that six yeah. to two now, by the way. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday. How you know we sweat these college basketball games or any of these NBA games or, or whatever, and uh, our brains do funny things. Like we fall behind two nothing. Like oh, the game is over. Yeah, I just had one of these moments now. NC State's up four nothing. A three rims out would have made it seven nothing. Then it's four two on the other end. And I'm like oh, there it goes. It's, they blew it. But it's uh, it's six two. There's a long way to go. Sometimes we uh, we get ahead of ourselves. No, no matter what out. it is, I think yesterday Buddy Heald missed his first shot, and I'm like, all right, well that's screwed. Like I'm done. Like he's not even yep. gonna make it to the championship round. <laughs> By the way, the other recap, I guess it's kind of like a, a car wreck because uh, Purdue has hit the little, we'll call it the skids here, especially the way that the season was going. But Purdue, an early 5 nothing hole for the Boilermakers who are playing host to Ohio State. So both of these games from a narrative standpoint, very much worth tracking, and we will uh, throughout this hour and the next as we are here with you on Live Bet Sunday up until noon Pacific time on VSIN. So again, early 5 nothing lead for Ohio State against Purdue. Missed three-point shot, but an offensive board for the Boilermakers. Something we talked about, right? Ohio State, yep. not really a good rebounding team and already given up some offensive boards and second-chance opportunities and fouled down low. So, uh, yeah, 5 nothing with the bounce. What do we got here? 18.52 left to go in the first. So, uh, coming up in an hour or two, by the way, or two hours from now, Memphis and Houston. I wanted to hit you with a couple of other things that we talked about. We were updating the Genesis and college basketball before we get to anything else that I wanted to hit you with, anything in terms of the mid-majors, we haven't hit all your best bets yet, Will. Uh, I know, like, SIU, for example, is on your card later today in college hoops. Can you walk us through the um, the thought process here? Bradley's just been one of these teams that's Jekyll and Hyde. Really, really good at home. We talked about this with Maryland earlier, too. Really good at home. Struggled uh, incredibly uh, on the road here. They played a little better on the road. They've gotten a couple of wins, but uh, the, the difference in their stats home and away are just stark. So I'm playing Southern Illinois. Bradley's you know played well here recently, but I think Southern Illinois gets them here at home. I'll, I'll take the point and a half. Yeah, one of the uh, odd things is actually I got to watch that uh, Southern Illinois team up close uh, out in a tournament out in California earlier this year. Uh, I like them. Man. They're a stout team. Really good, really solid defensive team as well. Uh, I haven't watched. I cannot say that I've watched a lot of them since I got to see them up close back in Southern California. But for those who are watching us right now, Vison.com, you see the number there, one and a half, with a total of one twenty-seven and a half. First total, or first half total, I should say, fifty-nine and a half. All right. So what I wanted to hit you with is uh, we were talking a lot about some of these awards uh, in the NBA, and we've hit on pretty much everything. But I wanted to clean up something really quick. Because the one award that I think is worth putting a little bit more light on, because it's all over the place, uh, would be Coach of the Year in the NBA. Because that is one where that anybody could win it at this point. And I wanted to just get your thoughts and see what you thought about it. Because Joe Mazzulla, plus 175, by the way, the other day just named the official head coach of the Boston Celtics. He had been the interim this entire time. They officially gave him the job. Um, Mike Brown sitting there at plus 250. Michael Malone at 3-1. to one. I'm, I'm really curious just what you think entails coach of the year because the guy that I keep going back to, if you're going to maybe take a stab and if you're taking literally the job of coach, uh, Jamal Mosley's done a brilliant job with the Orlando yeah. Magic and I think would very much be worth looking at it like 80 to 1 if some of these voters actually took seriously the the title of coach of the year and what coaching actually means. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd play. I did play it before the season because I liked him. I like, you know, the Thunder and the Magic are two teams I like. Their future, I, I think I played both their coaches really small. 
Um, I don't think they'll win. I don't think you can win, especially, you know, if you're playing at best in Orlando still, I think you can get them like 10, 11 to one just to make the play in. That might be a qualify for the playoffs. But if you're a long shot to, to make the play in, I just don't know that there's a track record for a guy like that winning coach of the year. If I had to guess today, and you know, I'd like a little more, but Mike Brown at plus 250. To me, it's just a losing culture. It's sort of similar with, with Dayball winning it with the Giants, where they've been so bad for so long. The Giants were basically horrible for a decade. The Kings haven't made the playoffs in forever. To come in, turn them around, and you know, be if, if they're a three seed or something like that, uh, it's going to be hard to beat Brown. So I, I would think Mike Brown wins this award. And he seems like a guy, too, and you got to handicap the voters. He seems like a guy the voters like. You know, he's been in the media. He's been with the Warriors. He got he, People think he got a raw deal with the Lakers. So he seems like a popular guy, a well-liked guy, and taking the Kings to a winning season. I know people liked them before the season, but they're really overachieving. So I think Brown wins the award. Yeah, people liked him over their win total, which they're on the verge of right. uh, surpassing. Some spots like was like 32.5, 33.5, 34.5, depending on where you look. So uh, they'll go over that here in the next few days after the All-Star break. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue against it. I find it pretty fascinating at the market overall, too, because it, it is, I wonder what voters are going to weigh more. Like, for example, with a guy like Missoula, are they going to look at him and go, hey, you were handed the keys to the Ferrari, yeah. and all you had to do was just keep it uh, an idle, and that thing was going to cruise along. But at the same time, well, when I talk about voters and what they pay attention to, he's he's put his fingerprints on this team. The way they play offense is much different than the way they played offense last year. They are a three-point shooting team. They have taken a lot more in terms of three-point attempts. It's something they really rely on as an offense. It's the reason why they looked like one of the best offenses we've ever seen in the NBA at the beginning of the year. He has changed the way that they play. And there are some negatives to being overly reliant on a three-point shot, but that is his fingerprint. He has told them, hey, you know what? We're playing a little bit more futuristic basketball. We're taking a lot of threes here, almost like the Houston Rockets from a few years ago with, the, uh, with James Harden at the helm. And it's worked for them, but like you can see what Missoula has done for this team to kind of put his fingerprints on it and change the way that they play basketball. I think that is worth something. And by the way, I mean, they're going to have a better record than they did last year in the regular season. I know they ended hot, but they've been incredible. It's a good point. He might win. I just, I really don't think he should be the favorite though. I mean, they were two wins away from winning a championship. Uh, Udoka got a lot of credit for being a good coach. You know, Missoula comes in, they're winning. They're, you could say they're a little better. They've kind of picked up where they left off. I think more than anything though, it shows that maybe the coach is interchangeable with Boston because the talent's so good. So I actually don't think he should be the favorite. Again, he might win, but uh, I think it's a situation where people look at it rightfully or wrongfully and say, ah, anyone can kind of coach that team. They're so loaded. All right. We're in agreement though. Jamal Mosley should win this thing, right? Let's go. Come on. Bodie didn't stop the count right right now. Uh, or the OKC coach. The OKC coach has done a good job. I'm always afraid to play. It, it's Mark Dag Dagonal? Dag Dagonal, yeah. yeah. He, he's going to be good, man. He might win one one day. That's a so, team. Well, I was yeah, going to – I don't want to interrupt you. I just – so that's part of, like, my issue because I think you're right. My issue when it comes to handicapping some of these things is, like, if you're really evaluating this from a coaching job, I actually think Jamal Mosley and Mark Dagonal should – be the favorites, right? Like in terms yeah. of literal coaching and X's and O's, those guys have done a great job. They're developing young players. That's what coaching is about. But I just don't know. It's one of those things where it should it happen. Yes. Will it happen more like very probable not going to happen. Yeah. Switch Dagonal and Missoula to be the coaches for Boston and OKC. Like, I mean, one guy's just working with way more talent. I think OKC's got some players, but yeah, I've done a hell of a job. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, 10, uh, it's an 11-10 lead here for North Carolina early on. About 14-30 left to go in the first. And Cincinnati trying to open things up here over UCF. 41-36, 16-35 left to go in the second. And Purdue clawing their way back in. Do you claw your way back in early? Uh, it's 8-7. Ohio State up on top on the road. We'll come back, take a little uh, look at the college basketball futures board. Not only championship odds, but final four odds as well. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We persevere. We roll on here on Live Bet Sunday. William Hill is alongside, not the Will Hill up on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. So let's talk some college basketball futures. And I before we get to the futures themselves, do you have a philosophy at all when it comes to betting futures? Like for me, Will, when it comes to really any sport for the most part, unless there's like real legitimate value in a number that I think the market is priced, which is 11 times out of 10, or you know what I mean? Like extremely, it's never usually the case, right? The market's generally before season starts uh, priced pretty well. I like to wait in season for really any sport because, you know, in the NBA, I like to wait for teams that are playing poorly because of lack of availability, as we talked about yesterday, as opposed to poor play. Uh, Same thing with the National Football League. Teams that are kind of on the come because of a guy coming back from injury, whatever it is. Baseball, same thing. So that's generally my philosophy when it comes to betting futures. Do you have a general philosophy when it comes to betting championship futures in certain sports? Yeah, I mean, it's so simple. It's so obvious. And it's not always it's easier said than done. But just try to get the number that you don't think is going to be there in two weeks. Just try to get ahead of the number. You know, a lot of people, the psychology, the better is all this team won five in a row. Now I'm going to bet them, you know, for a future. And this goes for awards, too. You know, this guy scored 40 points, three games in a row. Now I'm going to bet him for MVP. Well, the time to bet him was before he got hot. So I just try to buy low. And, uh, you know, build a portfolio where where these I got some good numbers going into the tournament. Um, I don't do it a lot with college basketball. I feel with college basketball, they short pay on the on the payouts. And a lot of times you're just better with the mechanical parlay where you you put it, you know, money line and then roll it over, bet the money line again, because, you know, you just it it takes some math and it takes some projections. But sometimes you do the math on this. and You think you're getting a great number at 60 to one. And then you get out the pen and the paper and you realize, boy. I could have had I could have already banked the 60 to one by the time they get to the final four. Sometimes they shortchange you on these payouts where you're better off just doing money line and rolling it over game by game. So even at this point in the season, because like, let's say like the one team that keeps coming up in our conversations when we ask, I mean, even just in the two days that you and I have been together, Creighton, for example. So Creighton keeps coming up. I've brought him up to you. Uh, each of our guests the last couple of days have brought up Creighton as like a value play to potentially make when you're talking about uh, not only winning the NCAA tournament, we can talk about them obviously as an option to win the or to get to the Final Four. You can find Creighton at about 30 to 1 to win the NCAA, uh, NCAA tournament. So let's say we bet Creighton now. Let's say they go to the, the Big East tournament. What do you think is a fair outcome for them? Like, like a berth in like a semifinal, something like that, that really wouldn't adjust the futures odds? Do you think that 30 to one is still going to be available by the time we get to the NCAA tournament for a team like Creighton? 
So let's say they go to the Big East tournament, they lose in the semifinals or the finals. You probably it might get nudged up to 20, 25 to one. But again, then you're going to get out the pen and paper and figure out, all right, what are they going to be favored in game one? And then just roll right. it over from there. It's it's probably about the same. I don't hate Creighton. Just from a from a conversation standpoint, Creighton at 30 to one. That's not bad. I mean, it's really not. No. So and like I'm just using them as an example. Like my whole point here is like to your point, right? Grabbing numbers that aren't going to be there in two weeks. Or I think for this exercise, it's grabbing numbers that aren't going to be there by the time you get to the NCAA tournament. Because yeah. to your point, if I'm betting, let's just use Xavier, for example, or Xavier for an example. If I'm betting Xavier 30 to 1, and then we get to the NCAA tournament, whatever happens in the next few weeks, and they're 30 to 1 still, it's not a value bet. And to your point, right. if they're 30 to 1 when the NCAA tournament starts, more than likely, I'm going to be able to bet them and roll them over and get a little bit of a better number if they do indeed do that and make it to you know the Final Four and win a national championship. So that's why I bring up Creighton as an example, but some of these teams, when we're looking in this mid-range area, right, we'll, we'll use another team, for example, Iowa State. Do you think that an Iowa State could make a run to a Big 12 final and or even win the Big 12 tournament? Because if Iowa State goes into that, wins a Big 12 tournament, that team's not going to be 40-1 to 1 by the time we get to Selection Sunday and once the brackets are set, correct? Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a, it's a good way of looking at it. Even a team like UConn, who, you know, if you're buying them high after Thanksgiving when they killed everybody, they killed Bama in those Thanksgiving tournaments. You know what? You're probably getting them at the wrong time. But if you get them after they've lost five out of seven, maybe that's the right time. So it, it's not even who you bet; it, it's when you bet them. And yeah, sometimes it's it's just getting ahead of the number and anticipating and. And our, our guest earlier you know, made a good point that, hey, this might be the year where you just take a stab of four or five smaller bets on some of these teams that are 25, 30, 35 to one because sort of wide open here. And, they're, and they're, you, it's a good way to fade the top of the field, if anything. Yeah, Michael Calabrese, who is with us, college basketball betting analyst over at the Action Network, uh, who brought up that point. And, and overall, it's funny as we're kind of talking about this. Uh, really, we always use the term buying low, but that's what you're trying to do when it comes to futures yeah. betting. You're, you're not trying to get the team, as you mentioned, that's on the four-game winning streak. You're trying to find the team that has some upper mobility, but that has not been playing particularly well. And so like when I've been looking around like the futures board and finding teams that I do think have some upward mobility when it comes to everything overall and the way that they're built. So I'll throw another team at you and get your thoughts on, on what you expect from them. But let's go to the ACC, for example. Um, if I throw a team at you like Miami, a team that Ken Palm has rated as a top 30 team in the country, has, I think, particularly good guard play, has won, what now, six consecutive games, has a very legitimate shot at winning the ACC when it comes to the tournament, and could go in as a highly seeded team in the NCAA tournament, you can find them in the range of like 55, 60 to 1. That is one where I think when you're looking at a, a team that has not only upper mobility, but a number that's not going to be there by the time we get to the NCAA tournament, I think you should like I think you can grab 55 to 1 on Miami and be sitting on a team that's like 30 to 1 by the time we get to the tournament. Love it. Love the team, love the backcourt, all the reasons you just mentioned. They had a similar path last year where they sort of came out of nowhere and went to an elite eight and I think mm -hmm. they were sort of tied at the half or right around there they might have had a, a one or two point lead pretty late in the first half against Kansas and Kansas just steamrolled them in the second half but it's a similar uh, similar sort of profile really good guard play they've got a coach with experience a coach that's made runs I mean he went to a final four with George Mason so we know he can navigate his way through a tournament I know he's a, he's a guy people are sort of polarized on in terms of a personality but Larinaga has been a good tournament coach they got a good backcourt and uh, yeah, the other thing I would suggest too is, you know what, shop around. You might find some rogue numbers. This team could be 35 to one in market. And so, you know, all these, these books have a lot to put mm -hmm. numbers on. You might find a 55, 60 to one at a, uh, on a team that's, you know, 35, 40 to one somewhere else. And sometimes you just pick off a bad number just by, uh, by being nimble and, and doing your homework a little bit. It is. It's the best point because so last year when I had the, uh, the Celtics at 66 to one to win the NBA finals, it was because I was shopping around looking at some futures as I usually do. And I was like, Oh, this book's got Boston at 66 to one. Everybody else is at 30 to one. And they've won like at that point, they won like seven straight games. Like you said, like sometimes it's just as easy as finding a rogue number and picking it off on a book that hasn't really been paying attention to the most part uh, for what's been going on in the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to look around and see at some other spots, like 50 to one generally seems to be the consensus for Miami. Uh, but you can probably find maybe somewhere that you can get a little bit more out of it, right? 55 to one, maybe even a 60 to one. So you mentioned a couple, will there be anything else on the board at all? from a team perspective that you think is maybe at the bottom in terms of their recent play that has some of that upper mobility I keep mentioning that could probably have some better odds by the time we get to NCAA tournament time? 
They won by about 100 yesterday, and they're a really good team. TCU. TCU, when they're healthy, they can play full court. They're deep. You know, they got uh, Miles back. They got Lampkin back. They hit a bit of a skid. And, and, of course, when you're in a tough conference and you're down your best score and your best rebounder, you're going to hit a skid. But to me, TCU, they can win a lot of different ways. I think Dixon's a good coach. Uh, I think they're in, like, that 435-40 to 1 range. I wouldn't be shocked if TCU is, like, in the Elite 8 Final Four. TCU is a really good basketball team. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to see. Um, yeah, TCU 30 to 1, a price that is out there. I can't find that Rogue 50. I'm chopping while we're talking, so I was going to look around. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. As we're talking about some of these futures, do you bet odds to make the Final Four, or do you just go national championship? Usually just go national championship. Final Four might be a more realistic thing, because you're probably, with these real long shots, you're probably going to end up hedging anyway once mm -hmm. you get to the Final Four. So, of course, do the math, but Final Four might be a, a better way to play. I don't know that all these books have... The final four, that's not a, a, a market I run into a lot. But, of, of course, if you shop around, you can find it. But usually just go for national championship just because it's more more widely available, widely yeah. offered, I feel like. I think you probably – a lot of the shops will put those up once the tournament is set, not so much like this far out, right? right? Once we're talking about – you know, we still have uh, just about a month or so before we get to selection. No, how many weeks we have until selection Sunday? Three. Three weeks, huh? Uh, yeah. Three weeks. Okay, so about a little less than a month. We're talking three weeks. Man, that is wild. And those that's the other thing. These conference tournaments, like they got, they get on you quick and they wrap up quick. Like they're done in like three, four days, and just like that, you're on Selection Sunday. It's wild. If we're three weeks away from Selection Sunday, we got to be like a week and a half away from the tournaments. I mean, some of the tournaments start the week of Selection Sunday. Some start that week before. So I think yep. probably the, the a week from tomorrow, maybe. I mean, we can't be more than like ten days away from some of these conference tournaments. It's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And as we're talking about this too, this is all a, a big point to bring up. Like uh, I wouldn't be run, running to invest in like a Houston at seven to one at this point. I think we're all right. done in terms of making uh, that it or Houston at plus one forty to make the final four. There's uh, there's not much meat on that bone uh, if we're going to talk about it from that perspective. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little golf when we come back. John Rahm dominating the Genesis. Uh, there's not much there from that tournament, but we can look ahead to next week over at the Honda and to the Masters where Tiger Woods, <laughs> excuse me, playing pretty good golf this weekend and maybe is going to be a sexy selection for a lot of bettors by the time we get to Augusta. And that's coming up quicker than you know. That's when we return here on Live Bet Sunday. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, college basketball, golf, the VEASAN experts got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, and more. Check out everything that we have to offer right now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That is VSIN.com slash subscribe. Nine bucks, 99 cents. Gets you in the door. All right, we're keeping track of everything in the world of sports here today. Um, the odds would tell you not much to keep track of over on the PGA Tour at the Genesis. John Rahm has opened up a, a three-stroke lead over Max Homa. He is 16 under right now and just over a $4 favorite to win this thing. But there are questions to be asked, so let's bring in Rex Hoggard, nice enough to give us some time here today, writer over at the Golf Channel, Rex Hoggard GC up on Twitter. Rex, thank you very much for the time. So we'll just start with this. If you were to make a number for how many majors John Rahm is going to win this year, what would you set it at? Because as we know, the guy's been incredible, but uh, the dominance with which he has displayed here so far, he's been freaking great this season. I have to admit my betting knowledge is absolutely awful, so I'm probably going to get this wrong. I apologize in advance, but I think one and a half okay. would, be, would be fair. Because majors are really hard to win. Um, I, he's playing so well. You talk about how he's playing today. Like I would think even through just one hole a three-stroke lead with the way his game has been performing the last really six months. I can't imagine how he loses. And you look at how, the way the match, the major set up for him this year. I mean, obviously Augusta is the type of golf course he's always going to play well on. You would lean in that direction. I actually would love him at the open championship because I can imagine we're a Liverpool playing like it normally does with kind of Brown and bouncy and fast. And no one has a better short game than John. So I, I, if he wins two, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to go one and a half. Rex, with Max Homa playing so well, would, would this be a good time, you think, for betters to maybe take a shot on him to win the U.S. Open, to win the Masters, figuring those numbers are going to move? You know, he's played like a top five, top ten player in the world this last month or so. Uh, figure maybe, you know, it's only a matter of time before that carries over to the majors. Give me your thoughts here on Max Homa. 
I think a major is the next obvious choice for Max. And I think a lot of that has to do with just wherever his confidence is. I thought if you saw how his game has improved the last two years, and I don't think it's because he's a better golfer. I think it has more to do with he just believes in himself more. That I was there when he got his first win at the Wells Fargo in Charlotte a few years ago, and there was almost a sense of he was surprised. That he almost uh, overperformed what he thought he could do. And over the years, as he's continued to pile up wins and make himself into a world-class player, I think that belief has only manifested itself. So I don't think there's any part of his game that wouldn't, you know, that you would say, oh, he needs to improve this to win a major. As long as he has the confidence, absolutely he could win. So, Rex, one of the points that my colleague here at uh, Visa and Matt Humans has made in the last few years is, look, uh, for better's perspective, betting on Tiger throughout the year whenever he participates, it's probably mostly a fool's errand. He's looked pretty good here at the Genesis. But at Augusta, that's always the one time where it's maybe worth it to look at him. And as I mentioned, to tie into what we've seen, he has looked really solid in this tournament. What is your confidence factor in Tiger once we get to uh, the Masters that he is going to look like you know, somewhat like old Tiger and be really competitive once again over at that course you know so well? I don't think anyone was as, as surprised as I was when he made the cut there last year. I mean, I've covered the story ever since that horrific car crash in L.A. two years ago. I, I've listened carefully to what he has said. I mean, I don't think he's actually – he talked about he was surprised he made it out of the hospital with his leg intact. So they, were, they were going to amputate it. So you get an idea of how devastating this injury was. I, I don't know that I could ever – force myself to bet against Tiger Woods because I've seen him do things Mm -hmm. over the course of his career that just defy logic. In this particular case, I don't think Augusta is where I would lean simply because it's such a physically demanding test, even with his body having been improved. We've seen it this week. He clearly is in better shape physically than he was last year when we saw him at a couple places. But I can tell you, I was standing kind of on the back of the clubhouse last year after the second round at Augusta National, and he was kind of outside of the cameras and the fans. And the way his body language changed and the way Tiger had to walk up the stairs, I mean, it, it was pain. There was, it was a real effort. And I don't know that if Augusta is going to ever be the place again that he can win. Rex, who's the next star? Who's the, who's the guy who, you know, maybe the average fan isn't familiar with now, but a year from now, everybody knows and is a big star. Is there a next guy that you sort of like to make a leap here over the next six, 12 months? I think, and I don't know how much this being the next guy, because certainly he's put himself into contention enough times, but Will Zalatoris, you have to believe, is going to knock off one of those majors. He was so close last year. I just got through watching the highlights from last year's U.S. Open, and you realize that he was a fraction, a fraction of a fraction of an inch away from forcing a playoff against Matt Fitzpatrick. He was also in contention at the PGA Championship. He's going to continue to improve as a player as long as he stays healthy. I think he's going to be one of those household names just like Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas very, very soon. One of the names that Rex always, I think, sticks out when you're looking at some of these leaderboards, and he's having a really good season so far as well, Tony Finau, like when you look at him overall as we can go throughout the year, I, I feel like, like we're constantly seeing him. And I think every single tournament this year save – Actually, I think every single one, he's got a top 20 finish that we've seen him participate in. What have you seen from Finau recently? I feel like there's been a little bit more dominance to his game. And when we talk about some of these majors, Augusta, he's played there very well. Is this a guy who could find, get one of these majors this season? Because Finau's a guy that I enjoy watching and is generally a dude I'll usually include in some of these majors. There's only four majors, and I think I've already handed out three of them. So I don't yeah. know if I should hand out the fourth one of them this year. I, I think Tony is one of those players. When we get to Augusta, we're going to sit and have conversations about who's your top five, who's your top 10. He's going to be on everyone's list, I would imagine. And you go back just a few years ago, and he, he suffered that ankle injury in the par three contest. And you thought, wow, his week yeah. is over. And he actually, and he actually contended. And, and I'll kind of put him in the same category as Max Homa. I have seen the change in Tony Finau since he played the Ryder Cup two years ago at Whistling Straight, where it, it, it's amazing how a young player gets in that situation with the intensity Every single hole feels like a major championship, and you learn so much about yourself. So, yes, he's always going to be, injury aside here, in the conversation when it comes to major championships. Rex, how about a uh, two-part question? How about a sleeper for the Masters? And then how about a guy that people might be thinking about betting that you would say, hey, maybe stay away from this guy. I know we're still five, six weeks away, but how about a sleeper and one guy you, you sort of uh, steer people away from here? Uh, the sleeper is, and I'm sitting here kicking myself when you guys ask me about a, a little-known player that people don't know about. So this one should have been my pick. Nothing against Will. But Cam Young, yeah. I think, is going to be a sleeper. Just not at the Masters, but going forward. And look, you watch him play, and it's like he's a golfer a lot. There's not a lot of emotion there. He doesn't have a lot to say, and he doesn't make any mistakes. It's like he was created in a lab. 
to win golf tournaments, be they major championships or otherwise. And I would imagine, at least for the foreseeable future, his numbers are going to be pretty good because people aren't spending a lot of time talking about him. Uh, the one I would probably caution against, I would probably caution against two players, Tiger, for the reasons that I just said. Like, he has the institutional knowledge. He still has the swing. I just don't know if physically Augusta is such a demanding test and it's going to be so hard for him. The other one, and I hate to say this because I'm kind of a homer when it comes to Rory McIlroy, but the, just the pressure of winning, of completing the career Grand Slam. He's already won the other three majors. He needs this one to complete the career Grand Slam, and I just feel like every year you can just see it on his face. It just weighs on him so heavily. Rex, we'll get you out of here on this. I know we are still underway in the final round of the Genesis, but as you mentioned at the top, uh, John Rahm's got a pretty sizable lead here over the crew. A quick look at what we can expect from the Honda next weekend. I was just, I'm going to be down at the Honda. I'm going to be the Golf Central reporter. I was kind of looking at the field, and I, I, it's going to be one of those weekends we've seen over, like John Rahm is probably the perfect example. We, we have seen sort of the status quo in golf, the designated events, getting the top players together more often. That has paid off in the tour. Has, you know, we, we've gotten the product that they wanted. This is going to be different next week. I mean, it's not going to be the top players playing next week. And, and my guess, if I had to lean in someone's direction, it's going to be one of these young, uh, you know, little-known players. Taylor Montgomery immediately comes to mind. He's a first-year tour player, and he's played his way into the top 10 in the FedEx Cup points list, which wasn't easy to do with this new schedule, and he is in the field. So I could see him having a good week. Rex, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much. So you do a great job over the Golf Channel. Appreciate the time today. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Yep, you got it. Again, Thanks, Rex, Rex Hoggard over there. You can follow him up on Twitter. If you'd like, Rex Hoggard GC. Yeah, this is where, I mean, we talk about, well, a lot of people getting into, like, basketball, right, at this time of the year. I think this is where a lot of people start to check in for golf. And, unfortunately, because the season's awesome, I think people check in for golf about this time, then get to Augusta, and then maybe it starts to taper off after that. But this is a big time of year for the, for the PGA Tour because I think most eyes are on it. Yeah, and this is where, again, we talked about this with the NCAA Futures. You know, you can, it, it, with it being off the radar a little bit, you can sort of catch some good numbers. Guys like Homa that are playing well, that, you know, numbers you can't get two, three weeks from now that you wish you had. So now's a good time to uh, to shop around and see what you can get. Before we get out of here, quick updates uh, for everybody when it comes to college hoops and the games that are currently underway. NC State up 27-23, 3.59 left to go in the first over North Carolina. And uh, Purdue, these are our two ranked de- uh, games that are underway right now. Purdue up 31-20 with 5.26 left to go in the first. So what was that? That was an 8-0 lead or whatever it was for Ohio State early on against Purdue. Uh, That thing has evaporated pretty quickly, and Purdue is uh, taking advantage at this point right now. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left, of course, here on Live Bet Sunday. Uh, We can get back into uh, the college hoops in the next hour. But on the other side, uh, let's talk a little bit about the National Football League as these head coaching vacancies are starting to get filled. Uh, We'll discuss some of these teams, what the ceilings are, because – Tell you what, like a couple of these jobs, of course, they're intriguing for a few reasons. And we mentioned one team yesterday, I think, that I think the market's kind of sleeping on that could be pretty good with their new guy at the helm. We'll discuss who that is and what the direction is going to be for some of these squads, including a team that's, I think I'm going to give it away, a team that's going to be a pick in the top five of the NFL draft, but I think it's got a pretty high ceiling because of that division. <laughs> we'll discuss when we return here on Live Bet Sunday. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action. BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we're talking a little football, and uh, I have to bring this up. So I was teasing, of course, the tease is obviously the Houston Texans, the team that is a, that has a, a top four, top five pick and uh, has a really high ceiling next year. Um, I'm joking. It is the Indianapolis Colts. But I wanted to bring this up because the Colts, and, and because they are the team, I would say, if you were making odds, Will, on who are the teams that are going to trade for the top overall pick, you would make the Indianapolis Colts the favorite to do so, would you not? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, a few things. First of all, you're close enough where it's logistically possible. I mean, it's just hard. Like, let's just say whoever's got the 25th pick to go from 25 to one. The math doesn't work in order to get the, the picks. You basically have to give up. You know, you go Ricky Williams and give up your whole draft. So it has to be somebody pretty close to number one already. And I don't think Chicago like they want to collect picks, but they don't want to fall too far where they're basically picking in the 20s either. So it's got to be somebody close to the top. Plus the fact that the Colts have had their fill here of the Carson Wentz, the Matt Ryan, you know, these these one year rentals of veterans. Uh, you figure you, you want you want to get your guy where you can sink your teeth into him and grow for the next eight, 10 years and just find your next franchise quarterback. So I, I think they're probably done with the veteran route. So Indy makes sense, um, you know, I don't know what that trade package would look like, but I think if you're putting odds on who would pick number one overall, if it's not Chicago, I think Indy would be an overwhelming favorite. Elliot, you got to throw this at Lombardi. And I don't know. Maybe you guys have, uh, I'm sorry. I don't watch every second of the Lombardi line. Um, but have you seen this draft package or this trade package that's been thrown out there by ESPN? Uh, they, they, they accordingly, they asked general managers, right? Or former execs on how to craft this, a potential offer that would allegedly make sense for the Indianapolis Colts. The number one, the, the, the number four overall pick, duh. A second rounder, a fourth rounder, and a 2024 third rounder. I, I feel like that's a really, again, I'm not a former NFL executive, so maybe Lombardi has something on this that would say that's a trade package that makes sense. As somebody who's thinking about you're trading up to number one, a pick that I would think is in yeah, in demand because there's a quarterback at the top that it, it seems that everybody uh, really likes and wants in Bryce Young. That seems like a ridiculously cheap package, Will, if that's going to be the case for Indianapolis to go and get the first overall pick. And if that is a package that happens, how in the world do they not have the first overall pick already? Seems light. Seems light. Right? Usually, yeah, it seems like you probably have to throw in another one there. What was it again? Was it a two next year or a three next year? So it's a, the number four overall, a second right. rounder, a fourth rounder, and a third in 2024. A two, a four, and a three. It's a little light, but I don't think it's crazy out of the ballpark. You're getting a two, a four, and a three just to move yeah. down three spots. It's not a bad deal for Chicago. I mean, okay. you, maybe, you think you maybe get a little bit more. I, I guess the key probably is, obviously, in any negotiation, you want multiple bidders. You want, all right, the, the team in the five or six spots saying, hey, we'll give you this, this, and this. It's, if you're bidding basically against one team where Arizona doesn't have an interest in a quarterback, you know, Houston's going to do whatever. If you only have one bidder, one suitor, maybe that hurts the value. So I agree it's a little light, but I don't think it's like crazy out of the ballpark. And, and for what it's worth, almost like as the more draft content I take in mock drafts, I, I think it's like seven out of 10 mock drafts that I have read all have Indianapolis trading up to number one. 
to go and get this pick from the Chicago Bears. So at least by a lot of people who do this stuff for a living, that is the thought that this is a deal that is going to happen, and we'll see if that is going to be the case. But it does it brings the question, right? So I, we brought up the new head coaches and what some of these teams might look like. A team like Indianapolis, I do think, is intriguing for multiple reasons. Well, it's the fact that they could trade. Let's say that is the package that you ship off to go and get Bryce Young. It's one that doesn't really put you behind the eight ball in terms of future assets. You get your quarterback of the future, and it's also like the still like the same basic core of a team that a lot of people, including myself, thought was going to be really competitive in the AFC this year, this last year that just that just passed us, right? Like Indianapolis seems like a team that could go from picking in the top five to competing for a division title all within the same calendar year. Could they not? Oh, we had smart people picking them to go to the Super Bowl. They thought Matt Ryan had something left in the tank. I mean, that was a a pick I heard. That season win total was, what, nine last year? They were a division favorite. So, yeah, I think our memories are sometimes a little too short with this where, you know, a team can have one bad year and it's all of a sudden they're terrible. It's like, you know what, it's a small sample size, the NFL. There's a lot of variance, and they could easily, with the right quarterback, if he hits right away, they could bounce back. And, you know, going back to that trade, uh, you you wonder if, um, you know, does Indy – you know, do they like both quarterbacks? Do they like just one? Because maybe they, you know, they they use this in terms of negotiating, where they say tell, they tell Chicago, "Hey, we know you don't want a quarterback anyway, so we're not going to give you as much. We're fine sitting here at four. We can trade up to two or three. We, there's multiple spots we can trade up because we don't think you're going to pick a quarterback anyway. So maybe that's something from a negotiating standpoint where Indy could think they can get off cheap here, thinking, you know what, Chicago, we're going to call your bluff. We don't think you're taking a quarterback, so we're not going to, you know, we're not really negotiating uh, with the idea that we have to get that number one pick. We can stay at four. We can even go up to two or three because we don't think you're taking one wonderful wonderful production crew can we hear from shane steichen because i know i think you have this right uh when it comes to the um the new head coach the indianapolis colts and i also think i don't think they gave away their hand here but i think it's pretty clear right look first off the nfl is moving in the direction where offense is at a premium that's the thing that you want to go for and and like when you're talking about hiring a coach the way that you do like the colts did you hire shane steichen who's going to be a developmental guy who you want to develop a young quarterback. Let's hear from Shane Syke. We have this talking about the qualities that he's looking for in a quarterback. Yeah, I think accuracy, uh, decision-making, and the ability to create are the three things that uh, I look at in a quarterback. Um, I think those all three things are very important, but obviously above the neck. I think the, you know, the players that I've been around, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Phillip Rivers, uh, they all have one thing in common. They're obsessed with their craft. Uh, and if you can find that uh, in a quarterback, you're probably going to have some success. That's a guy who, and listen to the guys that he just talked about, Will. He's a guy who's got a track record in recent years of working with younger quarterbacks, too, and helping them develop. I feel like the Colts gave it away. Whether it is Bryce Young and trading up, or whether it's going to be C.J. Stroud there at four, or even Will Levis, it sounds like like if there are odds posted for position drafted by the Indianapolis Colts, that price got to be quarterback minus $4 or higher. Oh, it's yeah, it's much higher. They got to they got to get a quarterback. They've done this one and done. They've done these rentals with these veterans, Rivers and, and Ryan and these guys. It's time to get a quarterback. And hey, that's a division like you mentioned. That's a division you can move up pretty fast because, I mean, who knows with the Titans? They're a solid team. They fell apart with all the injuries. The Jags look like they're on their way, but I mean, we don't know if Lawrence is going to be good. Is he going to be great? It's still the Jaguars. Jaguars, um, you know, the, the Colts, the Texans, that's a division. If you get the right quarterback, you can move up pretty quickly. It's not like the gauntlet that the AFC West is or even the AFC East where you got the Bills and looks, looks like the Jets are going to have a good roster for a few years to come. And Miami still got some good players and, and New England's not terrible either. So if you're going to move up in a division, the AFC South's the one to uh, where you can kind of catch lightning in a bottle. I like to go with the proper pronunciation of Jaguar. That is, Jaguar. I think, yeah, that is like the, uh, the commercial. It's really good. Yeah. It's a, the proper way to pronounce it uh no i've actually been a jaguar guy my entire life and i actually did not realize like that was like a thing that people got upset about i'm embarrassed too i I was too i think gil alexander called me out on these why do you say jaguars i I didn't have a good answer it's jaguars it changed my whole life i so i still don't really it's jaguar right is that what they're saying yeah it's jaguar like i don't understand (laughs) well i don't think because there's not an i in there it's not wire like the wire it's it's war i think war or war this is uh probably a lot of people changing the channel, but I don't, I don't know. Will, these things are relatable, and they're only like 20-second little bursts. Hey, come on, buddy. It's all right. Uh, all right. Next up, we'll talk about – this is more about, I think, something we hit on yesterday. But, again, trying to find some of these, like, bottom-tier teams that have some of this upper mobility. Like, in, even then, Colts to win the Super Bowl? Mm, I don't know if I'm rushing to do something like that. As you mentioned yesterday, though, the two teams I think are very much we're looking at, especially when you talk about uh, odds to win it in the range of about 50 to 1 if you shop around, like we talked about when we're talking about futures, right, in college basketball. Look for, like, the off-market number a little bit. 
a 50 to one on the Denver Broncos will that's something that's a little off market that's offered at like one or two shops that I still think is very much worth looking at if you're talking about bets to make right now 31 over at BetMGM, but those 50 to ones are out there and I think that's what you're trying to look for here at this point if you're if you want to invest in an NFL future outside of the six to one that you mentioned yesterday with Kansas City I think 50 to one on a team like uh, Bron- the Broncos is very much worth looking at now they're not up yet. They'll probably be up relatively soon. They, these they're doing a good job of getting these markets up. What do you think a division price for Denver looks like? Five to one, six to one, something like that. Yeah, it's got to be. I would think. I mean, yeah. depending on what happens with the Raiders too, right? Because that changes whether or not if they get yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Boy, if you got Rodgers, yeah, you might even get. But they wouldn't move it. They don't like to, like, you know, hang huge numbers on these division prices. But you maybe you get a seven to one, something like that. I mean, Kansas City's going to be a rightful favorite. Chargers are still good. It'd be fascinating when these numbers come out. Yep. All right. Third hour of Live Bet Sunday on the way. We'll give you all the updates that you need when it comes to the college hoops board and what is happening. We also have quite a few games coming up later in the day in college basketball. Some of these mid-major matchups that we can dive into, too. It's actually a busy day in terms of sports. It's just not some of the sexy programs that will be in action a little bit later today. But we also have some Big East battles to get into, too. So Live Bet Saturday, Sunday, rolls on. We'll have more on college hoops and a little bit more on the National Football League news and notes that are coming out. Mark Schofield, don't go anywhere. It's v the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.